Maha. How are you? I missed you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It's been a while. I've been traveling so much, but the year has gone by so fast. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. It's like everyone's thinking about 2020 vision, 2020 the year. What should brands be thinking about? What should companies and people be thinking about for 2020? So I kind of put together 10 things I think everyone should be thinking about for 2020. Communications now is a part of everyday life. You have to do it with friends, with family, on your social media, at work, um, in any kind of relationship, in any kind of negotiations. Communications is not just a thing that people who do comms jobs need to do. Yeah, and it's everything. In, I mean, it doesn't matter if you own a business or you don't. Like, even if you're an employee, you need to communicate better. It works in every context. Exactly. So let's kick off with number one, and it's my favorite one, so I'm being very biased. But the first one is voice. So brands need to really think about how they're leaning into voice. And I'm not just talking about starting a podcast, which I want everyone to do because it's like self-publishing. You can do it really easily. But think about what does your brand sound like? What do you want your experience to sound like when you go to a retail store or when you are experiencing the brand online through videos? Think about voice. Think about voice assistance. So a lot of people are coming up with Alexa skills or Google skills or you're going to see a huge explosion in um, uh, uh, Google searches through voice, voice-activated prompts. So think about voice and where you need to be taking that in your business, in your brand, or in your own social media. Yeah, and we're talking about podcasting as well. Like both Apple and Google are now enabling voice search in the audio of the, of the episodes and so on. So again, it's going to be very powerful next year. Voice is going to be big. You heard it here first. Okay. Number two is what I'm calling personalization at scale. So personalization is key. When you think about the internet and all the data we have access to, everything can be customized for a consumer. So I don't want to be seeing news stories about a topic that I really don't care about. So the algorithm and personalization learns what are the things that I care about. So brands and companies and people can start to embrace personalization at scale by thinking about those digital channels and how to capture customer attention on the things that matter to them. So I gave an example earlier. I was talking um, to someone about Nike. Like, now you can personalize your, your kicks. What kind of laces do you want? What kind of color do you want the swoosh? That's building brand loyalty and equity to, like, really make them love what they're wearing and love the brand because it's personalized to them. What's next? Well, the third thing is kind of like brand, what we're calling digital reputation. So everyone needs to worry about their online brand. Everyone thinks, well, I'm not a company. I don't have my own personal brand. If you have an Instagram account, you have a brand. <laughs> so you need to think about your digital reputation, like what's being said about you, um, how are you controlling your narrative as much as you can, your messaging, making sure you put your best foot forward, doing all the mechanical things like checking your bios, checking your photos. What are you doing to build and protect your digital reputation online? Uh, the fourth item I have on my list is brands and people kind of embracing culture. So Forbes had an article out that came out that said consumer Consumers want brands that emulate their personality and beliefs to drive change. So think about athletes. Athletes don't just want to be really great on the field. They want to be great off the field. They want to stand for something, be an activist. They're into their fashion. They're into embracing startups. So they want to be part of culture. And that's why you see a huge, enormous things like 
esports, sneakers, fashion. You see all these collabs between brands like Nike and Off-White, or you'll see a collab between, you know, Burberry and H&M because they're trying to be part of the culture. Yeah, I mean, so for example, when you talk about uh, the fashion stores, you're talking about sustainability, like they're kind of showcasing their mission or showcasing what it is that they stand for so that people can resonate with that. That's a really great example. I mean, you think about some of the brands that are like H&M is an example that are really thinking about people don't like fast fashion because it's, you know, sweat factories and it's not good labor and disposable fashion. It's bad for the environment. So how can they recycle clothes and be part of that? Because the culture cares about the climate. The culture cares about the environment. So that's a really big thing to tap into. Be where people's attention is going, but thinking about it in the context of culture. Number five, and I'm actually writing a book about this, so this is something that I believe in wholeheartedly, and I'm calling it sort of in this context here for number five, kind of value-based communication. So, um, you know, savvy startups that are like selling big ideas and try to get investors to kind of support them really need to be thinking about how their businesses are fixing real world problems. Like, what are their values? What do they really stand for? And how can you, when you're doing your communications, start sharing your values and standing up for something? And I always say that if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. So make sure you stand for something and you really cement your ideas in values. What's the value that you're bringing to that end consumer that will make them want to be loyal to you or to be a return customer or have that value chain really, really mean something. And with the rise of disinformation and fake news, consumers are really being more engaged and they're more aware about, oh my gosh, this guy says something but doesn't really believe in what he's saying. I don't think his values are in check with what they're trying to promote. And a lot of companies are aware of that. And they have this, what we call FOFO, which is fear finding out. Like people will find out. The internet is transparent. You can run, but you can't hide. So make sure that you're, you stick to your values, you stand for your values, and you're really transparent about it. I think people will going to value that a lot. No pun intended. Number six is something that um, a lot of people put in the bottom of the totem pole. Like nobody aspires to be an internal communications manager like they aspires to be an external comms manager. But can I tell you, Shirag, the most rewarding work I've done in my career has been internal communications because engaging with employees and winning on internal culture will finally put internal communications on the pedestal it deserves. Leadership really has to embrace strong internal communications, not just to prevent miscommunication, but to support bottom-up conversations that need to be happening because it's going to help build stronger connections with the teams. So think about it for a second. A lot of startups are sexy and fun to work at. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't really want to work at a company. What's the culture like? We just saw this big story about Away with the toxic culture. We heard about WeWork. So like going to work at a company is not cool because the culture kind of drives people away from being part of like a getting in a box and being stuck there. Right? Yeah, especially at a startup or those kind of companies where you, you're going to work there because you want to feel a part of the environment, a part of the culture. And then when you have examples yeah, like that, and employees, not... employees have choice now. They choose to go work for a company. So that means that that company needs to deliver more than just a paycheck. 
So internal communications is going to play a really key role. I'm not just talking about all hands and team building and offsite, but really being transparent about where the company's going, how they can engage with employees, how they can get ideas for employees, having full transparency with management on things that are sticky. I mean, there was a huge story um, several months ago on the cover of Wired about Google, and obviously I'm an ex-Googler, and they talked a lot about all the things handling internally, and that's a big, heavy lift for a company like Google, but it's so important. And I think it's important also that it is a day-to-day thing, not a, oh, we've got a big announcement, now we'll communicate. It should be something that happens all the time to keep the environment Yeah, so I just feel like leadership has a role to play in internal communications. They need to lean into it. If you want to go work in communications in the next 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, please, please sign up to be the internal communications manager. It is the most important thing for a business to build and protect the culture of an organization, to retain employees, and to build loyalty. All right. Okay, so um, number seven. So number seven, I kind of put um, the big thing to think about in 2020 is how we work. So mental health is taking center stage, and, you know, we're kind of in an always-on culture right now, obviously due to the internet and the digital landscape that we live in. And it's taking a really like a toll on relationships, productivity, quality of life, and the competitive work culture demands that we evolve in 2020. So I think how we work is going to get more human. It's going to get softer, you know, giving people more I want to say leeway, you know, a longer rope so people have freedom so that they don't feel that mental um, health crunch and pressure um, that comes from work, that comes from stress. This is why you see the rise in like um, meditation and yoga and, you know, which leads to my next one, which is kind of like how we live. So, you know, focusing is hard. We are... I think living in what we call distracted living, you know, very much. So, it's yeah. very difficult. You know, it used to be the conversation was around work-life balance. Like there is no such thing anymore as work-life balance. I used to go to work. I am, you know, 50 years old. I used to go to work and I used to go into the office and have my computer and turn it down and go home. And I didn't have to like take my office home with me so I could have work-life and life, life, right. you know, now how we live is, is constant need to figure out how to manage in a distracted living environment and how we should be focusing and how to stay in the calm lane and stop to smell the roses. So I think more employers are going to, you know, embrace kind of how we promote a healthy work environment so people can actually live. Yeah, we're seeing a rise of this stuff now. I mean, we have people, you have all these flex working and stuff. I mean, not not really made a big impact here yet, but I think it's coming as well. Um, but you see more and more people talking about switching off, disconnecting, shutting off their phones now, because it's not just about turning off notifications. It's like, if I leave the phone on, I'm going to look at it. It's interesting because a lot of people are on vacation for the Christmas holidays. And I'm like, I love being on vacation when everyone else is on vacation because no one's looking for me. Because yes. if you take a holiday... And and your emails pinging and you're time. on yeah. WhatsApp groups or text threads and they're still talking, but you're just trying to ignore it. It's super hard and it's super hard to really take care of yourself so that you can takes a toll. be good for other people. So I think um, number eight is kind of like how how we live and, and 
what to look for in 2020 is how to manage this distracted living and journaling is a big part of a lot of people's lives. I know it's part of mine, um, you know, getting massages, detoxing, going for walks, fresh air, like there's something for everybody, but everyone needs to think about like how to really enjoy our lives. Cause we're so lucky to be alive. Number nine has to do with how we consume. So, you know, it's always been something that I have been talking a lot about is, you know, snackable content, bite-sized content, you know, make it easy for people to understand and digest. But what's making a big wave is long-form content. And I'm talking about longer stories, longer videos. And the reason why long form content is going to see a big wave in the next year, two, three, four, is because it's really important for SEO and for site rankings and for the web. So, you know, we think about Instagram is hot, TikTok is on fire, you know, but IGTV is growing, longer form videos is growing, people are going to want to watch longer form content, we see what's happening with all the streaming wars, but the reason why it's going to be strong and necessary for companies to be thinking about long form is because of SEO, website, and site rankings. Okay, my last but not least. This is your number 10. My biggest advice and kind of wish for all of you in 2020 is to invest in yourself. And I think one of the things you should put at the top of your list for 2020 outside of everything I've discussed is how are you going to invest in the things you're passionate about? How are you going to invest in time with your family and create meaningful relationships with your friends? How are you going to invest in ideas and causes that really matter to you? And just invest in yourself, period. Like I put that as a big priority for me this year is like, what do I want to learn? What am I going to test? What am I going to try? This podcast was something that launched this year. I was so passionate about voice. And I'm like, put your money where your mouth is. Start a podcast. Start doing it. And I really want to encourage everybody to whatever it is that you want to invest in. Is it your health? Is it your more money? Is it more skills you want to learn? Is it investing in an experience? Whatever it is, invest in yourself, put yourself first, live the best life that you are capable of living. And I wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening and for being a part of this show and my journey in 2019. Yeah, and it's very important to do that. All right, so speaking of investing in yourself... I believe you have something that people can invest in very soon. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I created this podcast is I wanted to scale and educate more people than just the people who can hire me as a client and work with me. So I created the podcast to give out some nuggets and help people. But I've been getting so many DMs and I've done a lot of workshops over the course of the year. But I thought what we should do is kick off 2020 with a couple of dates to help people get aligned and you know, I really want to give back and kind of educate more on that. So I will be hosting a PR boot camp on January 17th and 18th in Dubai. And um, it'll be like a two day kind of deep dive workshop. It's on the weekend. So people can take time to come and learn on their weekend because they're investing in themselves, not taking away from your day job. Um, and so it's going to be two full days. You can sign up for one day or both days. And kind of how I've organized it is one day we'll focus on your comms game. So your personal brand, how you should be creating content, 
and telling your ways and how you can manage your digital reputation. So I always like to start with what I think is the most biggest priority, which is you. So the first day is like, oh, Maha's going to give us some tips and tricks and real skills and real value on how to really up your own PR, personal PR brand game. And then the second day is going to be kind of like, all right, she's been doing this for like almost 30 years. I want to be a PR ninja. What can I learn? So it's everything from PR for startups to how to land a story and then give you a toolkit for your business that of things you can do. So let's say you work for a company, but you really want to add some value on helping them do better storytelling and do PR. That's for you. Let's say you have a startup and you're thinking about doing one on as a side hustle and you need to learn how to like land a couple stories. That's for you. Let's say you work in a company and you want to learn how to communicate better with your coworkers and understand how to deliver a good key message. That's for you. So it's not for comms professionals only. It's for a founder, a CEO, somebody who works in marketing, who doesn't understand PR enough, somebody who is in HR, who really needs to understand internal communications, or any of those kind of areas where you feel you want to communicate better. So where can people find more information? We are going to put all the information up on digitalandsavvy.com. We're also going to be doing two in February, one in Sharjah and one in Abu Dhabi. So we're going to make sure that we take care of everyone in the UAE and I would love to um, see you guys there space is going to be limited but um, let's come learn together and invest in upping our comms game yeah sounds great okay so we've been talking about you know your outlook for people and their communication in 2020 but we got to communicate what Savvy Talks outlook is for 2020 well, one of the things that we're going to do uh, early next year hopefully in January is we're going to help real businesses and get uh, somebody in the studio here with me who has a PR problem or a comms problem and kind of help scale the idea and help them figure out like if it's something common that a lot of companies face. So I'm definitely doing that next year. Yeah, I think we've, we've heard from a lot of people as well who really enjoyed sort of season one and the way you were sharing these uh, bite-sized uh, advice for, for companies and PR and communication. So, so we're definitely going to bring that back. Yeah, so we had 15 episodes or 16 episodes of just straight talk. Give it to us. Tell us what we need to know. So we're definitely doing that again. So we'll do another 15 of those coming out. And then you'll be interviewing more people as well. So we also heard good things from the people that enjoyed the interviews, especially the people that were on them. So we're going we're gonna to do another round of those as well. Some very interesting people on the horizon coming up. We won't tease. We will tease everyone, but won't spill any tea anyways right now. That was very a tongue twister. We will tease, but won't spill the tea. That came out better the second time. Yeah, because yeah. I had to think about it. I'm like, that actually <laughs> rhymed. Anyways, Happy New Year and look forward to being in touch with all of you in 2020. And of course, uh, so in case you haven't subscribed already, you can find Savvy Talk in all of those podcast players. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Gami. So stay tuned uh, for more episodes coming January. Subscribe! Subscribe!